0: And when we speak, we are afraid our words will not be heard nor welcomed. But when we are silent, we are still afraid. So it is better to speak, remembering we were never meant to survive. Welcome to Better to Speak, the podcast where we use storytelling to transform silence into language and action. I'm your host, Casey Belton. This season, we'll be exploring socio-political issues affecting Black communities through the lens of young Black storytellers and changemakers. This is the state of the young Black advocate. It feels really weird to be back on the mic. I think the last time I recorded was like September, spring, summer of last year i think a lot of where i'm at with the podcast right now um i think i reached a point where i was i had ideas but i'm like are they needed is my voice needed is this podcast still needed i think i've seen like a lot of you know podcasters kind of pop up a lot of dope content creators pop up that are making really dope content and i'm like okay like where do i fit into this now i think um I want to say that I've been doing it a a long time. I think that, you know, a couple years into, like, podcasting or just into content creating in general. And just not necessarily feeling like I had a distinct, like, perspective anymore. I think a lot of why I create just on an individual level has a lot to do with just expression. And, like, I didn't really feel a need not to, like, express myself. I think just as I have grown like emotionally with emotional regulation and communication and things like that just like personally I don't necessarily feel a need to create content as much in the way that I used to and so I think a lot of it has to do with just finding like what is that new perspective to bring to the table or like a distinct perspective that I can step into comfortably and consistently and not feel like I'm like holding myself back. And so in thinking about like how I wanted to approach this season of the podcast, if at all, it was just like, okay, it has to be a different, not just end product, but a different process. I think a lot of, I don't want to say like what went wrong, but a lot of what I was struggling with last season had a lot to do with like process and just feeling very overwhelmed with better to speak and feeling like I had tons of stuff going on with all the different things that I was trying to do, both with BTS and just with other projects and passions and things like that, and making space to show up to this specifically and and doing it well. But like I was saying about just seeing a lot of, you know, content creators and podcasters come up, I think it's just been very interesting. I think in my time off I've been consuming a lot of TikTok and so recently on TikTok is like this whole Joker phenomena about like men and their Cis head men and their podcast and The dope thing about podcast is like You know anybody can really get into it It's not really you know you can just order some Very basic audio equipment Record on your phone if you want to Access like audacity which is what I use for a while For free and you know make your own podcast And build your platform and brand Which on one hand is really dope But then on the other hand which is what we see with this whole egg TikTok trend, it just gives platform to just any and everybody, and I think that also kind of contributed to it's just like, well, anybody can, you know, create, which isn't a bad thing, but at the same time, it's just also like, where do you fit into that, and where do you stand out in that, how do you, you know, rise above the noise to make content that is not just seen as like, oh, you know, you have another podcast, you're just another person with a podcast, versus like, what distinct and unique perspective are you bringing into the podcasting space? what i was struggling with with regards to the podcast had a lot to do with just like behind the scenes process stuff as i have grown bts i think previously i would do or work on just you know different ideas that i have for different things kind of at one time and it was getting to a point where I was trying to do like all of those simultaneous projects like at the same time like oh I've done you know the book drive before oh I've done the podcast before I started doing freelancing services or like offering services through BTS so I was working on that as well like that was kind of a constant as I was working on all these different projects and and things and it just got to a point of like oh like this is a completely different operation that I'm trying to accomplish with this um and so I think taking some time off definitely gave me the space to think about like what exactly am I actually trying to accomplish with this as opposed to not necessarily just, you know, i have this idea that I need to come overcome the fear of getting it out, but like, how can I kind of build something that exists outside of myself and kind of operates and accomplishes, you know, a overarching goal, but maybe through different, um, different means. So one thing I'm working on this year is, is not to intellectualize my thoughts and feelings, but to actually express them so as i'm sitting here recording this i'm like providing these like updates and stuff like that i don't necessarily feel because i think sometimes as a i don't like being called a content creator but for all intents and purposes as a content creator i think sometimes when i just in general like the culture of content creator lifestyles when people take breaks for whatever reason i feel like some people think they have to get back whenever they make that next piece of content it's like here are all the 50 million reasons why you know I wasn't creating or why I needed to take a break and I don't know I was very burnt out from BTS I was very overwhelmed with uh like all of the things that I was trying to do through BTS I wasn't really as inspired like I had ideas for things I don't think I necessarily had the support to actually accomplish those things not necessarily from other people but like systems I didn't have time the space I think Um, I have a tendency to overwork myself. I think back then I didn't have the... I want to say like self-awareness to like properly set boundaries around my time and energy when it came to like work, work or school. And then working on better to speak. Hobbies, just regular hobbies, being a person. Yeah, so I think first and foremost like taking a break was good for that. And then... I think when I was ready to step back into it, it felt like how it felt like at the beginning. Just like having ideas and getting excited about those ideas. And being eager to like get back into actually executing the ideas. I wanted to read an excerpt from the announcement post that I went back and read the other day. So this was just before Better to Speak's fourth anniversary. I've tried to remain consistent and courageous in bringing my ideas to, the, to my small corner of the world and in the words of Audre Lord, speaking and sharing what is most important to me, even at the risk of having it bruised or misunderstood. I'm sharing this to make public my journey with navigating the expansion from being a 19 year old chasing an idea to now being a 23 year old young woman with a bigger dream and vision, particularly for other young black girls and women working to overcome fear or reservation in the pursuit of their own ideas and dreams. I'm sharing this publicly for two reasons. One, logistically for partners, interviewees, clients, and community members that have contributed to this platform in my journey, to whom I couldn't be more grateful. And two, to publicly practice treating my projects, work, contributions to the world with the same level of care that I aim to treat myself with personally. This decision simply comes from a place of my ideas at growing my little body from four years of operating in a mindset of needing to overcome fear and getting my ideas out into the world rather than from a place of abundance and opportunity and getting to do really meaningful work with really dope people. I owe it to myself to get better to speak the time and space to properly flesh out and invest in my ideas and its initiatives, which is what I plan to do in the next few months. It's nice to like, look back at this and know that like I gave myself that space and that I'm coming back to it not necessarily feeling like I still don't necessarily feel like I'm 100% there yet and knowing okay how do I kind of bring this or usher this into the world and have it be successful and kind of manifest in the way that I want it to manifest and I'm trying to kind of still put myself out there and having to relearn what does that mean to kind of be a beginner with something that I've been running coming into my fifth year with this and navigating that like discomfort and navigating the you know being excited about your ideas but having that moment of you know self-doubt and second-guessing yourself and still kind of moving through that i think that i really struggle with like a lot of my goals and uh the tweet that i had included in that instagram post with the statement was like my ideas kind of overwhelm my little body because i feel like it's just like a lot of things that i want to do when I think of ambition it's not necessarily like a position that I want to hold or a level of power that I want to attain or you know a figure that I want to hit in terms of pay it's just like I just have things that I want to create and bring into the world and things that I want to do and see and like visions you know brought to life and that kind of thing and so I think with Better to Speak it's been a very interesting journey of like this kind of pivoting point that I'm at now where it's like okay it's not just you know a passion project or you know thing I think really essentially just a um like a I think channel conduit comes to mind as far as like just being my space to explore like how do I feel about certain social justice issues how do I want to contribute to certain issues through writing and through storytelling and now I think the biggest difference between BTS before and what I'm hoping to achieve with it now is like more of a just something that exists outside of me and isn't just, you know, me creating for me with the help and support of other people, but really having it be something essentially just having better to speak be for other people what it was for me, just like a channel to just explore like what does black liberation mean and how do you use like your personal story, your personal identity to um contribute to you know that fight for black liberation and liberation more broadly i don't know i started to record and talk about like my personal like origin story and oh i grew up in a small town with my mom and my dad and my brother and i was you know a young kid who always loved to ride and always had these dreams of you know what I mean it's just i don't know it was boring and doesn't necessarily get to like the gist of what i think um like a lot of the personal work that I have been doing the past couple of months and years, really. So as I think a lot of people who follow me now know at this point, I want to say no, because I hadn't shared it at this point. So essentially this point last year, I had, um, realized that I had ADHD. I think, you know, a lot of people are kind of going through that experience as far as like seeing a lot of these pieces of content, kind of talking about different traits of different, you know, Disorders and conditions and things like that and like self-diagnosing online. I think I had that moment and Talked to my mom about it and kind of realized like oh no, like I actually, you know, have ADHD and I was I think that initial process which I wrote about in a piece on medium just kind of Essentially the seven stages of grief and just like rethinking your whole life and identity and everything and I think in the the year since then I don't know I just think it just puts so much into perspective and I think there are a lot of layers to my journey with my ADHD that put a lot of context to the person that I have become and the decisions that I've made and the things that I've done and all that kind of stuff specifically with regards to BTS and just like why you know I would end up doing something like that I think um and I say that because, you know, a lot of people that know me um, in real life or, you know, grew up with me, I think, you know, this is going to be a huge surprise, but I'm not the most sociable, talkative, outgoing person. And so I think, you know, stepping into a lot of the like social advocacy and political work that I've done and like being that person, I think was just never something that even I saw myself as or saw myself doing. I think that I always just found safety and comfort in being in my own world and kind of being out of the way and being the observer. Um, And I think that writing, creating, and just having these ideas and visions and dreams was like that escapism into seeing yourself or getting to feel what it might be like to be that person. And so I think that as I got older, and i i saw like politics and just being involved in a community kind of as that outlet to be and contribute to things that were more meaningful or were more important um into the world things that i cared cared about and that were important in the world and i think also just growing up in a family with a lot of people that you know worked in public service roles or just were very involved in a community so that was just kind of all that i really knew so this idea of just kind of you know having multiple businesses for the sake of having multiple businesses or Achieving a certain status or having a certain position just for the power or for a certain figure pay, like, was just never my goal. I think that, like, again, comfort, safety, stability has always kind of been I wouldn't say like an aspiration, but like, when I think about like what are you building with all of this, I think those definitely come to mind. But then I think at the root of it was just being able to contribute meaningfully. I think another thing is, is autonomy and agency are words that I've come back to a lot this year is just I think as a kid like being on this journey with ADHD has put a lot of this into context as well like I think you realize whether you have the language to understand it as ADHD or any type of other like neurodiversity that like this world is not necessarily built for people who are neurodiverse to really succeed and belong and fit in and all that kind of stuff and so I think again that kind of put into context the like oh I didn't really because I never found myself to be like a super fucked system ass bitch but like that's kind of where a lot of that came from it's just not really feeling I don't know I just never like gelled with power dynamics and never really gelled with a lot of the formal you know institutions and processes and systems that you know especially as a kid in public school or any school really like you're kind of taught to following this compliance and fit in with everyone else and do the same things that everyone else does and you just kind of do it and follow it because it keeps you safe and I think I feel this I was thinking about this a while ago I feel this as a black person you feel this as a woman like don't stick out don't make yourself seen because being seen is not safe right and so I think that is kind of the person I've become that like you know I do my work and I stay out the way because it's safe and I think being that person that's like oh, she's on CNN, oh, she's involved in all this political, social justice warrior, da 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 and it's like constantly having to overcome that fear of, like, being seen and putting myself out there, you know, the entire, literally the entire point of Better to Speak and Audre Lorde's work, Transforming Sounds into Language in Action, Leaning for Survival, a lot of her work talks about, you know, overcoming that fear of not speaking in order to speak about things that matter most to you, Um, so overcoming all of that to my journey with ADHD, I think those are all things that I knew about myself, but I think my journey with ADHD has definitely put a lot of that into perspective and not saying that it's a one-to-one cause, but, um, I was reading about this, uh, concept called justice sensitivity that really put a lot of that into context. Again, I think it's not necessarily like only people with ADHD have, you know, a sensitivity to injustice in the world, but... I was reading this uh, this other medium post that kind of was kind of explaining it, but I think the reasoning behind it, I think that kind of, again, provides um, more nuance to what the experience is with ADHD, but then also kind of sheds light into, again, how do you kind of have that sensitivity and how does it impact your actions? This post was talking about how justice sensitivity, essentially this kind of, the sensitivity to seeing injustice, either, you know, yourself or it's happening to other people essentially comes from that feeling of not belonging or not really feeling successful in like social situations. A lot of people who are have ADHD autism talk a lot about rejection sensitive dysphoria, I think it's called. So just that sensitivity to criticism, either real or perceived, and just struggles with like masking and things like that. All of that that kind of contributes to this feeling of wanting I wouldn't say necessarily like even wanting to stand up for things because you can just have that feeling or just that sense of awareness of like right and wrong. And like I was saying, a lot of those power dynamics, I think that's the biggest thing that I realized a lot as a kid is just noticing like people in positions of power, authority or influence, just, I wanna say like taking advantage of that, but just feeling this very unbalanced dynamic. Like I said, as a child, as a black person, as a young woman, and just seeing all of the ways in which that power dynamic is is unbalanced and and not tipped in your favor. And so I think that my need for like autonomy and agency and this like disconnection from a lot of these very formal institutions and from those power dynamics, I think stemmed from that. I feel like I said this in a previous episode once, but essentially was talking about or have thought about previously that I think a lot of my reason for wanting to get involved in in social justice and advocacy and politics stems from, like, a very deeply rooted sense of powerlessness. I think sometimes, um, I think often about, like, in my personal individual life, like, seeing acts of injustice or seeing a lot of those systems of oppression play out on a very individual or interpersonal level. I think there's a, a feeling of, like, oh, I, you know, as one person couldn't possibly, you know, dismantle this system or do you know, something substantive to actually correct that harm. But I think that, oh, you know, if I start, you know, Better to Speak, this brand that's about Black liberation and, you know, do all this work around it and become this advocate and take on all these issues, then it feels like you're contributing more meaningfully in a more substantive way. And I think that is what has also kind of contributed to that feeling of overwhelm and burnout because, again, like I am only one person. And so I think a lot, again, of what i've been thinking about the past couple of months with regards to how i want to reapproach better to speak is building, you know, community and finding community is is what organizations are is better to speak in conversation with and in um community with what organizations and people am i in conversation and community with and not feeling like you know better to speak has to be this end all be all thing that addresses and and touches every single issue that's out there because logistically that doesn't make sense and that doesn't like any organization trying to be and do all of the things just isn't it's just not realistic and so I think um that is also kind of that feeling of not feeling like I have to take on the entire world because it just never made sense but I think it just allows you to to operate from a more realistic place of well what can I do I can't do everything but I can do something um, and so that's that's one reframe that I've been able to kind of come to as a result of, of my journey with ADHD And if you're listening and you hear me say my journey with ADHD over and over again That's because I was never officially diagnosed And so it's hard for me to say, oh my ADHD diagnosis, that's a whole story But we don't have to get into it with how black women, black people, people of color, women Are underdiagnosed, but that's neither here nor there Mm, And I also feel like, I'm reading my notes and everything's coming back to mind. I also feel like this need to become this advocate or feel like this quote unquote advocate, social justice warrior or whatever, definitely came from this space of not feeling like I was, as an individual, someone that needed to be advocated for. I think a lot of the areas where I felt that like powerlessness I think a lot of it has to do with of course like blackness and being a black woman and being young um I think of all those things actually I feel like being well actually no because I feel like with all those identities just individually as well as like intersectionally I think that there are a lot of spaces where you know we advocate for black people, where we advocate for youth, where we advocate for women. But I think to be all those things, there's even a lot of spaces where we advocate for young black women or black women in general. But I think adding this element of my identity that I, you know, have lived with for 23 years, but I've only known about for one year of being a neurodivergent person having ADHD, I think that kind of brought a whole new level of things to it where it's like, oh, because suddenly the number of spaces and organizations and people out there that are really talking about what does that mean to be a young black woman with adhd or with who's neurodivergent in general and so i think that kind of touched on something that made it a little bit more personal i think i had this very visceral moment um again literally this time last year when i was reflecting on like what does that mean for me now moving forward where i was like Oh, I feel like with any other issue or any other experience, it would be easier for me to kind of become that, like, okay, I want to become the voice in my own corner of the world. But it just was so personal and it felt so much more isolating. And I think that it touched on a very real barrier that I think that I felt with regards to doing a lot of this work and being in a lot of these spaces in in being in community with other black folks or being in spaces with other black folks and not necessarily feeling fully seen and understood. And I don't wanna say accepted, but I think like seen and understood, I think were the biggest things where, um, I think on a very fundamental level, I think having grown up in a very predominantly white town and having to navigate a lot of those spaces, it's like, I don't know, like you just, you're able to kind of you know navigate through those spaces, but at the same time, I found obviously more safety and community and like, of course, family, like with other black people. But then there was again, that element of like, can I show up and be my full self and be seen and like comfortably and confidently be my full self around other black folks. And I think that is something that I can't say that I've always been able to experience. I think even when I got to Howard, still, you know, feeling and having to confront that, there's still something that isn't allowing me to be in the space again, comfortably and competently. And so I think from that and from not necessarily feeling, not necessarily that other people don't see you and accept you, but it was just kind of this very surface level acceptance that, you know, I don't have the language to describe my full self, you know, all the aspects of my identity. So how can I expect someone to be able to see that and and to name that for me? And so I think with that, it's like this, this feeling of just like constant surface level acceptance, surface level belonging, um, that you feel in a lot of spaces and you're just not able to pinpoint, like, why do I still feel so not seen? And I think that now having this language of having ADHD and, and neurodivergent, like that's a, I don't want to say like a heavy label, but it's just been a very interesting label to kind of have to understand and we re- frame my entire identity through that lens but I think it just puts so much into perspective especially with ADHD from what I have seen and what I've experienced is like it's often framed as um like a personal thing and and something that inconveniences other people and not necessarily as I've read some articles where people talk about like the the reason why people who have ADHD and who are neurodivergent reason why people struggle is just because of how rigid our world is structured and how inflexible it is to make room for other ways of thinking and being and doing um which is why it creates so much friction and so much um distress for people who have those conditions and so i think that most of what we see and especially within you know within community with people who have adhd like so much of the tips and tricks and hacks and things like that that you see are all these individualized things and not recognizing okay what are the systemic structural kind of ways that the world is set up that causes us to struggle with this right it's not like with blackness i think a lot of times it's like all oh, these individual issues that black people have that we just need to work harder at or that we should have done something differently in the past to avoid this issue but it's like so much of what we struggle with is very much structural it's very much cultural so why are we not talking about it from that way and i think that it's just been interesting to be able to look at both of those things and have adhd and how people talk about it through that same lens of how do people talk about different conditions like social conditions um and how people have to navigate those social conditions and I think in that same vein it's like I have thought about I don't know like again like how do you move forward with this thing like I like I said this super personal thing of being neurodivergent that kind of hitting on this this aspect of my identity that I really have struggled with without being able to name it how do I move forward with that and how does that affect like how I show up with regards to BTS or just other things, um, I think that another thing that it really put into perspective for me was was this idea of, um, like, speaking truth to power and how a lot of people are working to dismantle a lot of these oppressive systems. I think that my angle has never, I've never wanted to focus all of my time and energy on, like, white people, white supremacy, I just always felt this very instinctive pull to say, I feel like there's a lot of people who have made it their job to educate white folks, white people, black people who have made it their jobs to want to educate white folks, to cater to white folks' feelings, constantly spend their time and energy talking about white supremacy Um, in politics like A lot of Democrats' messaging is so heavily focused on Republicans, Republicans, Republicans. Like, all of that, I just never really felt a desire to be another voice kind of adding to that. It's like, well, where are the spaces that are? This is very much for Black people, by Black people, as a love letter to Black people, spaces for Black folks to heal, and build community in a positive way. Of course not ignoring or avoiding the things that um are happening in the world but just spaces for I feel like we just constantly are just collectively so preoccupied with black suffering in every area of life. Like where can we name those issues and have very real discussions about those issues but at the same time like where are the spaces that are also making space for joy and healing and happiness and laughter um i don't know because of course like obviously better to speak is very much so like a um, organization focused on black liberation and focus on addressing all, a lot of those issues but i think that's what i've realized a lot in the past couple of months as well is like yes you can again, like, have those discussions and find ways to take action and empower folks to take action. But I think in the midst of that as well, it's, like, how are we also just, like, building community for the sake of, of building community because that's important, and I think connecting with each other on the basis of our humanity and not our suffering is, is important. So that's all the things that I'm thinking about and just trying to incorporate into just, you know, my – life and way of thinking and way of showing up in these spaces just on a personal level but then also like as i'm thinking about what does that look like for bts and our programming and things like that just like logistically thinking about that as well i just feel like i'm rambling and i'm like i've stopped recording so many times because i feel like this is so bad but i'm just i don't know i'm also just trying to be comfortable with just talking without needing to have a perfectly written script and i think that has felt good as well just to kind of like express my thoughts um so hopefully i'll fuck with it but um yeah i don't know if that was like my personal story super neatly tied up i think that it's very apparent why writing is more of my thing i don't think that verbal expression linear storytelling is my strong suit, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working on feeling more comfortable sharing things about myself as a human being and not just um, hiding behind a brand. I think with BTS in particular, like like I said, it has been my outlet, but at the same time, like I can be a person who cares about my community and wants to contribute to my community without having to necessarily build a business around it. And if I am gonna do that, then what is the very specific purpose that it serves? Um, and so I'm hoping to kind of step into that with BTS this year and explore, like, what is the specific purpose that Better To Speak can serve as opposed to just it being my outlet. And I think in the midst of that kind of being okay with being a full human being in the world and not like a brand, you know, it's it's been a very interesting journey. I don't think that I've purposely thought that way, but I think that, you know, like I was saying earlier, it's been safe to kind of hide behind... A better to speak and now you know with my doula business um kind of hide behind that and you know just these very real desires and very sincere desires to contribute certain things to create certain things um but then also just like I don't know just like as the person kind of behind it what is that how do I fit all those things into a a single person um but then also make room for just like regular living and humanness because i also think with when it comes to like socio-political issues especially coming from like a journalism perspective it's like so, in, so and so over intellectualized and so over analyzed from like such a systemic big picture lens that all of it just feels so Insurmountable, And like I was saying, like I'm one person and okay, I have a couple brands that kind of address different issues and contribute different things. But like, it's just thinking about that constantly is so overwhelming. And so I think also pre- approaching the work from that lens of why is it so personal to me? Why is it meaningful for me as an individual? and taking that step back to bring it down to my own lived experience as opposed to this this overarching kind of high level view of these social issues that really disconnects you from you know what is your why what is your reason for doing this work and wanting to contribute in this way I don't know that's something I'm hoping just in terms of the podcast even just hoping to explore that with guests and kind of make it a more balanced conversation in terms of you know bringing somebody on to really again I want to maintain that element of highlighting other people's stories and I think there's a very specific perspective that I've tried to have not just with BTS but even before that um with different interviews that I've done and trying to showcase like what is somebody's personal story and experience that brings them to that moment of wanting to get involved with any particular social justice issue or political issue or just in general just like advocating and being involved in community i think those are always very interesting moments that are very like personal and individual and i think while of course it like happens to a lot of people kind of in mass i think when you really zoom in on the individual level and, and get to know someone's story i think it's a really dope thing to just kind of hear and share and i think you know like i was saying at the beginning of this podcast is something that i'm trying to figure out for myself because i don't think that i've done that for myself and understanding like i think my story i don't know i think that's kind of assholey my story could have something to add but i think just everyone's story maybe has something that someone else could see that they could feel inspired by or want to get involved based off of you know seeing themselves or Seeing an aspect of themselves reflected in someone else. You are young, gifted, and black. We must begin to tell how young.